The planets listen to you. Like the, 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 you know, we call them celestial bodies because they are very in tune with the universe. And if you communicate with the planets, if you communicate with the moon, they will start to communicate back to you. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to Boldly Courageous Podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here with me on this week of giving thanks. I just want to give extra thanks to you. I'm currently in Austin, Texas right now and um, getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and just reflecting back on this year and the experiences that we've all had and even in the hard times, still feeling so grateful for the lessons and the opportunities to grow. And one of the reasons I've been traveling so much, if you guys have been following me around on social media a little bit, you know that I've been bouncing around between Scottsdale and Atlanta, I'm in Austin, I'll be in Dallas. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I'm moving. I'm gonna be leaving California by the end of the year. And I've been really feeling called to find a new place to call home and to explore. And 2020 has given me an opportunity to really reimagine what's important to me, what my values are. And being a digital content creator, I literally can live anywhere. So it's given me an opportunity to really pause and think about what do I want and what's important to me. And I was having this conversation with one of my girlfriends recently, and she was kind of in a similar boat and she was experiencing um, the same feelings and she wanted to check out some new places to live. And she was sharing a story with me about this thing that she did called astro mapping. And she worked with a practitioner to look over her birth chart and her horoscope signs and where the planets were to determine what area of the country would, or even the world would best align with her energy. And I literally had no idea that this was a thing. So I said, of course, I was like, okay, well, I need to know who your girl is. Like, send me the referral. And I booked a session with this woman, Danielle, who's my guest today, Danielle Mercurio. And I was literally blown away by the experience. I was blown away by how accurate so much of what she was sharing was. And it wasn't like this, like woo-woo, crystal ball, like, uh, you know, psychic kind of situation. It was really rooted in the science behind um, the, my horoscope and the planets. And it just, it just landed well. And I was like, this actually really resonates. So I'm open. And so as a result... I've taken the information from our session along with my own intuition. I've combined those two things to really feel into where do I feel most aligned? What do I want my 2021 to look like? And I've just been exploring and I'm excited to share with you guys soon that I did find a new home. Um, it's not finalized yet, so I'm not going to share all the details just yet, but this was a big part of it. So I'm excited to share my conversation today with my guest, Danielle Mercurio. We talk all about how Danielle found her way to astrology, um, what that process has been like for her, how she incorporates it into her business. We break down the different components of astrology, how it can work as a literal roadmap. It's, it's literally like 
the original personality test. And when you can really understand the different dynamics of how astrology works, I believe that it will help with communication. It can help in relationships. It can help in business. It's helped me a lot. So we, we dive through a lot of that. And then Danielle talks about some amazing resources that she has available for you. If you want to know more about how to utilize the tools of astrology and really plan out and map out your 2021. So she shares um, a guide that she's, that she has available. And if you want more information on that, you can go to the show notes and click the link there. Danielle Mercurio is paving the way for self-help and spirituality to be recognized as a sustainable force within a modern society. As a confidence coach and speaker, meditation teacher, and astrologist, she empowers individuals to be successful, intentional, and to live life on purpose. She know she is known for being real, lots of laughs, captivating storytelling, and unfiltered advice. Danielle draws upon her own journey of self-discovery and leaving her corporate safety net behind to build a booming business and live a life she's in constant awe of. Danielle has spoken across the country, inspiring people back into their greatness by igniting their truth. She is also at the forefront of bringing comedy into the self-help space with her one-woman stand-up show, Does This Make Me Look Spiritual? and podcast series, The Danielle Mercurio Show. She loves travel and new adventures, good food and conversation, reality TV, and being in the present moment. Danielle is currently based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Although in this episode, you will hear that she's getting ready to live a more nomadic life. And also housekeeping note, the first five minutes of this episode, we had a little bit of a technology glitch. So the sound quality isn't that great, but we resolve it quickly. So please stick with us until the end. It's an incredible episode, which I know you will love. Let's dive into my conversation with Danielle. All right, Danielle, I am like so excited for this conversation because you and I recently just met. We were introduced through a mutual friend, my girl, Nicole Sylvester, who is sharing a story about this thing called astro mapping. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I'm in a season of my life, as you know, where I'm trying to, to decide what my next move is. And I know you do this, you're an astrologer and you're an entrepreneur and we had one session together and my mind was blown. So I knew that I absolutely had to have you on the podcast. So I'm so excited for this conversation and grateful for you being here. Oh, you're so welcome. I love this conversation. I love talking about the cosmos and I love your openness. So I'm here for it. Thank you. So I start every episode the same way with the same opening question. And that is, what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, recently. Um, one boldly courageous thing I have done recently, I feel like my whole life is one bold courageous outlet, but it's an interesting thing to say because of the pandemic, it's like, it almost feels like we're putting limitations on what that means. And I think for me, what I'm, what I did this past week was made the decision that I wasn't going to box myself in, in Philly anymore. And, and I'm like, no more, I'm not creating a waiting room. I'm going to get out in the world. So I'm ending my lease and making the the decision to be nomadic for a while. So that feels pretty boldly courageous. That is bold. And you know what? It's like a common theme. I feel like life as we know it has had to be reimagined, right? For so many different reasons. And I'm having like FOMO as I watch some of my friends like sell all their stuff and get in RVs and live this like nomadic life. And it seems like so fun and and so luxurious. And so I'm curious to know, like, how did you come to this decision? Because so many people, I think, get really rooted in their routines and their, the physical and the stuff. And, you know, we get caught up in like what life is quote unquote supposed to look like, 
but we can reimagine anything. So how did you come to that decision? Like what was your process? So my process, first of all, and one thing I want to say is it's not for everybody, right? So like, it's one of those things that you don't, you know, not everybody is meant to just jump out of their home and, and get out into the world. You know, routine is different for everyone and something really is just being rooted in one place. But for me, one thing I've always known about myself, I've always loved travel. My Jupiter, which is my plan of expansion, is in my ninth house. So being outside the box and travel, and it's something that I've always loved. Even when I have had homes or, or permanent places, to still, I've always made sure that one of the weeks, at least of the month, I'd be traveling or doing something or exploring. Back in 2016, I actually was nomadic for almost a year. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences for me in so many ways. And I've always kind of missed it. The part of me after doing it for a year, was starting to feel pressure around, like, what are you doing? Like, is this responsible? Are you ever going to find partnership and start a family this way? And so I kind of forced myself back into retubertubertment, started to do the whole, like, day in, day out. And I felt like the magic kind of slipped away from me a little bit. And then after this year, um, with everything going on, the winter coming up, and, and also not just thinking of myself personally, but thinking of the work I do professionally, I'm like, like needs to breathe, it needs room. And I thought back to how wonderful it was when I was on the road. Well, it'll be different, it'll be different this time with the parameters of the pandemic. Um, I think this leap of faith and this freedom is exactly what I need personally and also professionally to be, to be, to be able to really serve during these times. Okay. I love this because I'm experiencing that right now. Like I love travel. It's like my love language. It's my value system, but I'm finding being a digital entrepreneur and traveling, it's hard to settle back into a routine, right? Like I don't, I'm like, am I on vacation? Am I working? And I think for me personally, like I get so thrown into my routine that when I'm not in it, even just a different location, like it throws everything off. So I totally get what you're saying about like, Hey, it's not for everybody. Like you, you know, there's value, there's value in both. Um, yeah. Cause I'm feeling that right now too. <laughs> yeah. And like one thing I would recommend, cause a lot of people don't realize this. There's two things that happen when you're either traveling or you're doing the nomadic thing. If you are traveling somewhere and you plan to work at the same time, you probably need a couple more days than you think. Cause in our head we're like, Oh, I probably only need a week and I'll work and I'll do this and I'll do that. And before you know it, you're so jam packed and you don't really have room to breathe and, and enjoy the experience for what it has to offer while also working. So don't be afraid to extend your trip and also make it clear to people that you will be working. Sometimes people have an impression of, Oh, I don't want to bother you. I know you're on vacation. I know you're taking time off. And it's like, no, actually, you know, Monday through Wednesday, I'm going to be quote unquote, in the office, and then I'm taking the remainder days off. So it's just some little tips to help manage it if you do want to try it out. Mm, that's so good. I always find that I need like a buffer, like a day or two before and a day or two after, after to kind of like integrate. So I love that. So I want to talk about astrology because you have this incredible gift. You're super passionate about weaving astrology into everything that you do as a confidence coach and a speaker and a teacher. And I know sometimes people probably see astrology and they think, ooh, like mysticism and like, how does it even work? So can you tell me a little bit more about how you even got into astrology and how that fits into your day-to-day -day life right now? Yeah. So I, um, I didn't grow up in a household that was, you know, considered spiritual in the kind of um, esoteric sense, but um, more so in like typical Catholic household. Um, and we 
anything that was kind of outside of that faith was considered maybe devil's work or bad or, you know, don't get into that. It's scary. And so I found astrology actually on my own when I was five years old. I was actually at the grocery store and they used to have in the aisles these like little scrolls. I don't know if you remember them. They were like little birthday scrolls. And I saw August, which is is my birthday month, and it said Leo. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this. And I showed my mom and she took a look at it and she took a look at me and she was just like, that's not for you. And like, I was just like, no, but it is. Like I, whatever this is, I need it. And so when she wasn't looking, I actually took the scroll, put it in my pocket um, and we went home. And I remember being home. I still remember this to this day and like opening up the scroll and reading about Leo and it spoke to me at that time. And I remember thinking like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a Leo. And it gave me my first real sense of confidence and it gave me a sense of purpose and meaning. And so I started to realize that you could go to the library or certain sections of the bookstore and learn more about astrology. And so I started to use it as my own personal psychology. I used it as a way to better understand my friends and my crushes. And I didn't realize it, but it really was allowing me to start to access my gifts, my intuition, and what I would you know, start to do one day um, professionally. And so it was always just kind of my secret hobby, something I loved. And then when my life kind of took a turn 10 years ago, I found coaching. I wanted to start to help other people step into their own power, find their own purpose. And while I was resistant at first, I really recognized where astrology could be such a good icebreaker and a blueprint for coaching because it gives you so much intel into why you chose to come here when you did, highlights of your personality, things that you should accelerate, things that you're here to learn from. And it becomes just like taking a Myers-Briggs or any other kind of personality assessment. It becomes a really great tool to better understand who you are and how to move forward. Hmm. It's like the original personality <laughs> test, right? It's like, <laughs> like yeah. all these other, like you said, Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or all these things that, yeah. you know, they're kind of trending right now, but I know they, they've been around for a long time, but like astrology is like the OG of personality <laughs> tests. Yeah. It's from like, you know, the Babylonians were using it back in BC times, like 800 BC. So and I love that you said it provides a blueprint for coaching. I think that's such a powerful tool. Like I know that I've had numerology done before, or I've had a little bit of astrology work, not a whole lot. And it does really help give you like insight into your personality and how it works. So I know that for me, my basic understanding of astrology was like, there's moons and there's planets and there's houses, but I only really knew my sun sign, which is the sign that like when you're born, you know, most people know like, okay, between this date and this date, you're this thing. So can you share a little bit more about kind of the dynamics or the basics of astrology for maybe those that are a little bit new to it? Yeah, absolutely. And the astrology that I'm referring to is Western astrology. It is the most common for most of us. We're in a West. Western civilization. So that's the astrology that um, tends to be the most aligned. So the way that I like to describe it is we have this zodiac wheel and we want to imagine on this zodiac wheel, we have the 12 signs starting with Aries, moving into Taurus and Gemini and so forth until we get all the way around the wheel to Pisces. So these 12 signs all represent some aspect of the human journey, some archetype or avatar that we can recognize within our human collective. And these 12 signs make up this 360 degree wheel. And we want to imagine that it lives underneath our solar 
system. And it's almost like a game board because what happens is every day, the sun, the moon, and the planets move around this zodiac wheel at different paces. And they all kind of go at um, you know, their own pace, different movements, different degrees. And what we do is to get your birth chart, we go back in time, we go back to the day that you were born, and we take a screenshot of the solar system on top of the zodiac wheel. And that becomes your birth chart. We're able to see where was the moon on the wheel that day? Where was the sun? Where was Jupiter? What aspects were they making to each other? What can we tell from the different ways that you know, they're, they're kind of playing off each other? And we use that to, again, assess your personality. And then to do things like horoscopes, what we do is we take that birth chart and we bring it to 2020, we bring it to 2021, and we look at those screenshots and we start to compare the two to see, okay, based on what's coming up this year, here's where your planets are a match, here's where they're not, here's where you should lean back, here's what you should focus on. So we're able to use these tools as a way to, again, understand better who you are and then compare them to current trends so you can better prepare yourself for what's coming up. So what I'm hearing from this is it's kind of like a blend of actual science, right? Like the planetary alignment. And I mean, this is like proven stuff, right? But also a little bit of like spirituality and energy work, right? Because we're all energy. The planets are energy. The universe is energy. We're all made up of the same things. So I would imagine it's kind of this blend of practical science and actual like energy, which is science and spiritual, which you could argue is science as well, to really kind of help you figure out from an energetic perspective, like your unique makeup and how you are best going to navigate through whatever's happening in your life. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't think it's weird or crazy to check the weather every day, right? Like we have an app that tells us what the temperature is going to be. And we believe that we don't think it's woo woo or weird. And so astrology is just like an extension of that, just like you check to see if it's going to rain, because knowing that it's going to rain, you're gonna be like, oh, I need to bring an umbrella, like you can better prepare. Same with astrology. We can look at an app and say, okay, Mercury is going to go into retrograde. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but here's how you can prepare. And we use it in the same way. So this is so cool. I, I remember my sister was super into this. My sister is six years older than me and yeah. like really into the woo at a very young age. I think she was like a super old soul. I love it. She was an Aries. And um, she had this book that was like this giant, I think it was like purple. And it's it literally the name of the book was the only astrology book you will ever need. Yeah. And I remember getting my hands on this book and like the only thing I would look at was like your sign in love with this sign. Yep. Cause I'd be like, okay, is my boyfriend meant to be my husband? <laughs> so it's so much more than just like understanding your own birth chart, but you can actually look at how your signs connect with other people. So if somebody is maybe looking to call in a partner or they're navigating through some challenging stuff in a relationship or even in business, mm -hmm. how can you leverage the tools of astrology to help you navigate through some of those things? Yes. Okay. So this is what I would say. First thing first, learn your entire chart because if we're just basing things on our sun sign as you mentioned before the kind of that one sign that everybody goes by it's not quite enough our sun sign is our masculine it's who we are during the day it's how we work now if you're looking for love do you really want to base love on that area or do you want to you know kind of figure something else out so the first thing i recommend is get a reading with someone that can help you like go through your chart together or sit down and go to a site like astro.com or Cafe Astrology and really comb through your charts. So you have a better understanding of where the sun and the moon and the planets were 
when you were born because what we're doing is is we're taking the planets we're saying okay the sun is our masculine the moon is our feminine Mars is our motivation. Mercury is how we think. We're, we're taking all the qualities of the planets. We're seeing what sign they're in to give us a better understanding of how we show up. Now, if we want to apply that to our relationships, you know, with your relationships, we really don't want to use our sun sign. Again, our sun sign is more about how we work. Now, if you work with the person you're romantically interested in, maybe knowing how your sun signs match is important. But I like to look at the moon sign because the moon is all about who are we behind closed doors? Who are we at night? What are our values when it comes to relationships and family? What's our emotional capacity? And knowing where your moon sign is and knowing where their moon sign is, that can give you really good intel to see if you're gonna be on the same page. Venus is another planet. That's our planet of romance, creativity, passion. Where your Venus was when you were born can have a really big impact on how you navigate relationships. Um, and so same for the other person. You want to see, does my Venus match with theirs? A good rule of thumb with comparing the signs is earth signs go really well with water signs and fire signs go really well with air signs. Um, so that's one way to kind of see how things go hand in hand. But there's kind of a lot of layers and there's no perfect match when it comes to astrology but by looking at your chart and looking at their chart you start to kind of learn okay here's where we're going to be strong together here's where we need to communicate again astrology is just awareness it's a tool to help you see things so that you can decide how you want to move forward if you see that like ooh, it looks like we have different values in this way it doesn't mean that it can't work but we're going to need to talk about it you know communication is going to have to be really important or if it looks like you know i, I work with a lot of uh, female entrepreneurs that have a lot of independent tendencies and it tends to show up in their chart and then they want to find love. It's like, well, you've got to talk about the fact that you are an independent spirit who's looking for love and what does that mean for that relationship, especially depending on what their sign is um, and how you're going to navigate that together. So looking at your, you know, your whole chart really does help. When it comes to business relationships, Comparing the sun sign is important. Comparing the Jupiter sign, because Jupiter is how we make money. It's how we like to expand. Um, Saturn as well. Saturn is our planet of leadership and responsibility. So um, taking a look at those planets and seeing how you match with someone else can give you intel from the business perspective. This is so cool. I'm like taking pages of notes right now and geeking out over this because it's like, it is, it's like such a powerful like personality roadmap to not like, quote unquote, figure somebody out or even have a cheat sheet. But literally, like you said, communication is at the foundation of every relationship, whether it's family or romantic partners or friendships or business or whatever it is. And so if you can understand the language that someone else is speaking and what their tendencies are and how they operate, it makes it easier for you to communicate in a way that they can receive. And of course you layer on family dynamics and past trauma and like all the things like- why not utilize something that's going to give you a little bit more intel, like you said, so you can just adapt and I guess feel a little bit more prepared when it comes into whatever relationship you're entering into. It seems like a no brainer to me. Totally. I mean, most people that do sessions with me, they usually walk away feeling empowered and also relieved. It's like this feeling of like, I got this and I know what to do. I don't feel as stuck anymore. I don't feel as like there's something hanging hanging over me and I can't quite understand what it is, or there's something I need to communicate to someone and I don't know how. It's like we're able to go there and, and figure that out, which is so powerful. 
Mm, and I had that experience. So um, as I mentioned earlier, my friend Nicole and I were chatting one day and she was telling me about this thing that she did called astro mapping. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that sounds interesting, like right up my alley. And um, so that's how you and I got connected. And I'm in this season where I, uh, I know that I'm ready to leave California, but I wasn't hundred percent sure on where I wanted to go. And, you know, maybe someone listening is feeling the same way of like knowing this isn't it, but I'm not really sure what's next. And there's so many options. Mm -hmm. And I think you could apply this to a job change. You could apply this to a relationship change, um, a move, a physical move. So, um, you know, I had some ideas of where I wanted to live. And when you and I got on the phone, I did, we did an astro mapping together. It was so insightful and also interesting because you didn't really know a whole lot about me. Like we hadn't chatted ahead of time. And it's like one of those experiences where you go and you sit down with a psychic and you're like, Oh my God, yes, this is so accurate. How did you know? And it's like, well, (laughs) you kind of have my chart in front of you. So you kind of know, but my experience was really incredible because I felt like, yes, like everything that you were sharing about places that I had lived in the past or where I was currently living felt very accurate. And then I was able to take that information of where you, you know, different areas that you said would be good for me to live and then apply it into my physical experience and just notice like, how do I feel in each one of these places? So for me personally, it was, it was really powerful. So I'd love Danielle, if you could talk a little bit more about exactly what astro mapping is and the different ways that we can use it. Yes. Okay, great. And I love you sharing your experience so much. And so astro, I call it astro mapping. It's the official title is astrocartography. Um, if you really want to know uh, the, the real name, but I think astro mapping just sounds better and, and more relatable. So essentially what we're doing is to do astro mapping, we're, we're going back in time again. We're going back to the day that you were born and we're taking that birth chart. We're taking that screenshot. And now, now we want to imagine that In this case, we take a a flat map of the world and we take that map of the world and then we spread your birth chart over it and we're able to see, okay, like where was Mars like on top of when you were born? Where was the moon? Where were these planets? And what we do is we see where they were born. So let's say, for example, the moon was right over Cincinnati when you were born. What will happen is, is we'll see that and we'll say, okay, clearly there's something significant around Cincinnati, but then we'll, we'll make the moon make a line shooting out north and south. So anywhere where that moon line travels, so whatever would be south of Cincinnati and whatever would be north of Cincinnati would also have power. So basically what we're doing is we're seeing where the planets were, and then we're seeing the lines that shoot out from those planets to see what territory they cover. And then again, based on the properties of that planet, we're, be- we're able to understand how that environment may be for us. So for example, you know, the moon sign, um, that's likely a place where you know, you're going to want to maybe settle down, start a family, retire. It's a place where you can kind of relax and focus on you know, having a little bit more work-life balance. And so that's how we're able to do it. Now, some areas you might not have any planetary lines, which is you know, also okay. It just means that that area is like neutral ground. You have the power to alchemize it and kind of make it what you want to be. And then, you know, other aspects um, either are planets that will work in your favor. There's also planets that don't, you know, Saturn is a hard line to live under um, because it, it also deals with karma, what we have to learn, lessons, which can be fine temporarily. But if you're living there a long time, you may constantly feel like you're just 
under this like self-help microscope, so to speak. So it gives us clarity. Um, also what's cool about astro mapping, not only does it, can you do like what you're doing, Melissa, go explore those areas and see how you feel. Um, those areas can come to you. Like for example, um, I was doing a, a mapping for someone and her Venus line ran right through Italy. And she's like, you know, I've actually never been to Italy, but I just got married and my husband is from, you know, Rome, right? So it, it showed that like, even though she didn't go to Italy to like find her man, her man came from Italy to her. Um, so we see things like that a lot or people, you know, talk to entrepreneurs and I'll say, you know, you have a really strong business line here. And, and she'll say like, like recently someone said, oh, I just got a new client from this area. And it's like, of course you did, because it's, it doesn't mean you literally have to go there. It just means you're connected to these areas and it can show up in really cool ways. So that's why I love it because it can help us again, navigate, where am I supposed to be? Where do I want to go? And then further, how do I connect to different areas of the world um, culturally or business-wise or love? Um, and it, it really brings some interesting components to life. Mm, and this is like so fascinating because I'm like, I'm like, like running the Rolodex back in my mind of like places I've been and experiences that I've had. And I've noticed like certain places that I go to visit bring out a different like personality or side of me. And for the past, I don't even know how many years I was living in upstate New York and I would travel to California. And every time I was there, I was in like the San Diego or LA areas. And I would go through these like deep healings, like stuff would come up and it would be like really traumatic and I would sit with it and I would heal it and then I would go back home. And so every time I would come to California, another layer was revealed. It was like a video game, right? Like, okay, you've yeah. mastered this level. Like what's the next level? And I would go through these like massive healings and awakenings. And in our session, um, we discovered that one of my lines, I forget which one you could probably, you could probably I think it was tell Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. Was running through like where I was living and you were saying it can feel like you're in therapy 24 seven. I'm like, that's so accurate. But I didn't realize that even just visiting there, like mm -hmm. you, the energy is potent. And so can you talk a little bit about that? Like in terms of if you want to work on something, yeah. how you can use astro mapping to kind of guide your vacations? Yeah, definitely. It's a great way to guide your vacations or therapy or retreats, right? So I think first of all, be really clear on what you're looking for. If you're looking for like a more all-inclusive, hang out, have fun kind of situation, that might be different than, you know, another line. Um, so I think, you know, looking at where your lines that are more fun, Venus lines can be fun, Jupiter lines can be really fun um, areas. And then there's um, lines like Neptune. Neptune is our planet of spirituality. I love recommending, again, it has to work with the land, but um, if you can go on a retreat or some kind of um, spiritual journey within your Neptune line, it's really gonna help enhance that. Um, again, your line Saturn is a line where um, you're just gonna get hit with that karma, with that therapy, pretty immediate if you're open. Um, and, and, you know, I've been in a lot of my lines clearly for personal reasons, but also professional because it helps me. The more that I can be on these lines, the better intel I can get for other people. So I would say, you know, once you start to learn where your lines are and you start to realize, okay, this one's great for play. This one's great for working. This one's great for settling down. Um, you can start to get really intentional around, okay, I, you know, it turns out my Neptune line is, you know, in, 
New Mexico. I'm going to see what's out there um, that I can explore and take a couple weeks off and go to New Mexico and be in that energy and really have an intention when you go in because it will open up to you. The planets listen to you. Like the, the, the you know, we call them celestial bodies because they're very in tune with the universe. And if you communicate with the planets, if you communicate with the moon, they will start to communicate back to you and they will help you. So like, if you go to a certain line with a certain intention, be very clear about that to be like, I recognize that this area, this territory is meant to do this for me. And that's why I'm here. And I want to enhance that. Um, and so I, I think recognizing that and then also recognizing, you know, when you feel good, like for some places, it can also be too much of a good thing. So we want to be, you know, really mindful of that too. Um, but I think the main thing is, is just be curious, have some clear intentions of what you want going into a certain area and then see how it opens up with the, opens up with you as you explore it. This is so cool. I love this. I'm like geeking out over here. Okay. So for those that are like, okay, yes, I need more of this, but how do I get started? Like, are there, I know you have some resources that you've created. So can you talk a little bit about maybe some tools or resources for someone that, you know, they're thinking about 2021, you know, the new year and the intention that they want to set. So what are some things that they can leverage and use as they're thinking about 2021? Yeah. So I think, you know, astrology is a great way to access 2021. And I will say the trends are much softer in 2021 astrologically. Like when I said, you know, a couple of years ago, I sat down to look at 2020 and I was like, what? I like had to like, literally like, I have all these reasons. I had to like put my books away because I was like, I need a break. Like what is going to happen this year? There's a lot going on. Um, (laughs) But I will say (laughs) when it comes to 2021, astrologically, it'll be calmer. And I think any frenzy is just a result of us continuing to kind of um, navigate through the following year based off of this one. So I I will say that. And then I create a resource every year. It's my astrology planner and guide where it breaks down everything that we kind of talked about today, all 12 signs, the houses, the planets. It really gives you kind of an astrology 101. And then it moves into plotting your birth chart and then taking your birth chart, and I show you how to match it to the upcoming trends for 2021. Um, and that's currently on sale for pre-order, and it'll be available before um, the end of December is up and into the new year. And that's a great way to, again, learn a little bit more about astrology, understand your chart, and then navigate um, 2021 on your own. Um, if you go to a site like AstroSeek, they do have an astrocartography section. It can be a little bit confusing. And one of the things that's kind of on my to-do list is to create like a virtual workshop that takes you through astro mapping. So you can do it yourself. Um, if it's something that you're interested in, but that's another resource where you can start to look at your map and then take what you know of the planets and the signs that they're in and kind of start to see like how they fit together. But I think the main thing overall when it comes to astrology is just take your time with it. It's an intuitive science and it's something that you will learn the rest of your life. Like I'm still learning astrology and it's, you know, 30 years later from the first moment I heard about it. And so be patient with the process learn the 12 signs. Don't just focus on your quote unquote one sign, learn the 12 signs, understand the planets, and then just continue to kind of um, open up into it. And I think that's the best way. Mm, I love this. I'm excited. I want to use this, this um, guide that you have coming out too. Cause again, it's like everything that we've talked about, it's like giving you a little bit more understanding, more tools, a better roadmap 
to kind of integrate into your life. So I love that you shared that, Danielle. And if people want to book a session with you, if they want to go deeper, you have many different ways that you serve. So can you talk a little bit about your business, who you serve and how they can connect with you? Sure. So, um, you know, I do a few different things. If it's from kind of a, a collective perspective, I run uh, workshops that coincide with um, the different cosmic occurrences. So for example, eclipse season is, is upon us. So I have a workshop going for that. I'll be doing um, a couple more workshops for the winter solstice. We have some really major Saturn and Jupiter trends happening, like a trend with Jupiter and Saturn that has been happening in 800 years. So I'll be doing a workshop with that. So basically, um, go to my website. If you go to the events page, you can kind of see the different offerings that I have in that regard. And then when it comes to one-on-one -on -one work, uh, I do uh, individual one-on-one -on -one sessions, whether it be just getting an assessment of your astrological chart and an overview of everything and also a little bit of an educational experience of how to navigate that. There's the mapping as well. And then my little special sweet spot is combining astrology and entrepreneurship. And I have different business planning sessions. If you're an entrepreneur where we sit with your chart um, and how to move it forward. I actually just um, started a, a kind of a mini session that's for the entrepreneur that wants to launch and is like ready to launch and just wants to sit down and roll out the plan and I'll kind of take out all the ask you know all the transits to kind of see okay how can we make this work in the best way possible for you so I like having a menu um, I think there's so many fun ways that we can use these tools and I really try to meet that uh, where it's at Mm, I love that. Guys, make sure you follow Danielle, even on social media. She's amazing. She always provides such incredible content. And by the way, she's incredibly funny. You are so funny. And I want to talk about that. Like, I don't want to end without highlighting the fact that you have a one woman stand-up show called, does this make me look spiritual? And you have an alter ego. So can you talk about like the fun side of Danielle and, you know, this passion for comedy and combining it with spirituality? Yeah. So the comedy was, you know, I think again, it's like one of those things when I was younger, people would always be like, oh, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like, I, sure. Like, okay. But like, what? It doesn't even make sense. Right. So it was, again, one of those things that I always just kind of put on the back burner and I was always just kind of the funny one. And then when I got into this work as a coach, and an astrologer and even as a speaker, I took it very seriously. No one knew I was funny because I think that was part of my newness in my newness I took it so seriously that sometimes I didn't really break open um, and show the funny side because I felt like maybe it would dampen my um, reputation or I'd be seen as less like credible which I now realize is, is not the truth but that was where I was in my journey and then how it kind of all started to come to be was there was this event I did a few years back with Lululemon and it was in this underground cave and they hired me to do a meditation leading into a sound bath. And they were very like hardcore about it. They were like, we want to know exactly what you're going to say. We need an outline. We need to know like everything. Like this is very important, blah, 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 blah. So, um, which I didn't really love, but I was like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll roll with it. They were paying me a, a good amount. So I was like, I'll do what you say. So it comes time to do this um, event. And I'm like on the stage and I'm kind of rolling with what they wanted me to say. And I'm looking at everybody. There was like 300 people. And I was like, they are not vibing with this. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just started like making jokes about meditation. I started like 
making jokes about the fact that we were like in this cave underground, like getting ready to like do a sound bath. And people were just cracking up. They felt so good and they felt so at ease and open that they were really ready to drop into a meditation from that point, as opposed to this like stiff, uptight, new experience for people. They were really able to um, feel good about what they were moving into. And then after like the coordinators were like, oh my God, you were so good. Like do it again. I'm like, Ugh. so I just realized there was something to that. And the more that I would speak, the more I would start to kind of allow these jokes to come through. And then eventually it just started to turn into this fact like of you know, the spiritual world, like we can be kind of ridiculous. Like if you're outside looking in, it's like, what are they doing in there? Like what, what is going on? Like where, where are they putting those crystals? Like what? Like, it's just, um, it's kind of silly. And so I think making light of this craft is therapeutic for me. I think it helps people from not getting too far in the rabbit hole either, because I think it almost like, you're like, whoa, maybe I'm actually going a little too far with this, or I'm being a little bit ridiculous. Um, and so it's a way for me to kind of make fun of the industry, but do it in a way that still is like heartfelt and authentic. And also, you know, basically I'm just making fun of myself and what I do. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, even, even being in the spiritual world, will just say that, like you see some people and you're like, whoa, bro, like, okay. Yeah. Um, calm down and like like everyone's voices change and we just talk about how woke we are and it's just like this different vibe and you're just like oh my gosh like calm down (laughs) and I also think like humor and laughter is such a great way to move energy like literally move energy right and it is nerve-wracking like I remember being so nervous to go to my first yoga class and I was late and like, oh, every time I walked, like the floorboards creaked. I'm like, oh my God. And I was so nervous. And I think a lot of people have that experience. So it is a breath of fresh air when the person who's teaching the quote unquote guru, like as a new person, you naturally put the teachers or whatever, maybe on a little bit of a pedestal and you feel less than them and they're kind of guru-ish to see that they're a human and they can actually be funny and lighthearted. It like makes them feel more human and more relatable and less like teacher student and more human human. So I love that you do that because it's more, it, it creates more accessibility, I think yeah. in my, my opinion. Oh, thank you. I love it. One of my, one of the first things I'll be doing once, you know, we kind of get the green light to gather again is definitely bring the stand up show back. Yay. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. That's going to be amazing. I love stand-up comedy. So you add spirituality into it. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'll be like front row. <laughs> so much fun. And I, my, uh, my specialty is on dating and spirituality. Oh, I can't even, oh, this is going to be so good. Okay. I can't wait for 2021 where we can gather again and I can come to your stand-up show because this is going to yeah. be good. <laughs> All right. Well, Danielle, I'm so grateful for you and your gifts. Thank you so much for being so willing to share and go forward with this astrology and really giving all of us permission to kind of dig into who we are a little bit deeper. It's been so valuable. I'm just, I'm really grateful for you. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Melissa. It was so nice to connect with you in this way. And um, it was great to share. Okay. So last question, and you can go on as long as you'd like, what are you celebrating right now? Hmm. I'm celebrating the fact that this year, and it's something I'm witnessing within myself and in so many others, as much as it's been unexpected and out of control and so much hardship has come to be, there's also been this beautiful opening and this beautiful understanding of 
I'm more than what I was. I'm more mm. than what I thought I had to be. I'm more than what I thought I should do. I'm more than all these things that I put on my plate and burnt and have been burning myself out with. And so many lights have been burnt out or put, you know, to such a max capacity that, um, the authenticity and the ways to really have space to explore how to move your life forward have been so um, unaccessible. And so the accessibility and the space that we're creating right now, and that I'm personally creating with that, um, is such a gift and, and something to celebrate. And so as much as we can't celebrate in the ways that we're used to, especially with the holiday season, all of that is changing. Um, what What is changing for the better is this notion, this idea of I have room to explore who I, I truly wanted to be in all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's such a blessing. And it can be scary, but it can also just be so expansive and um, life-changing. And that's, that's what really excites me right now. Mm. Amen. I love that. So well said. And I agree. So thank you. Thank you so much for this. And you guys, if you love this episode, make sure you follow Danielle, get on her list because the guide that she's releasing is going to help you navigate 2021. I'm already going to get it. I, I'm so excited Yay. about it. And um, until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.